Tom Hanks, most beloved actor. In- most beloved. Hey, coronavirus. What's Tom? What's Polly Shore up to? Yeah, what's Polly Shore up to? What's he doing right what's now? What's Dustin Diamond up to? He's probably writing another <laughs> script for another porno. What's Tommy Wiseau so doing? Yeah, hard as a diamond or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, the most beloved. Do you know what? I think he was too kind to the coronavirus. That's true. But I want to think he'll kill it with kindness as well. But yes, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. uh, His wife have been quarantined in isolation. Now, apparently their spirits are high, says Colin Hanks. It's it's Tom Hanks. Of course his his spirits are high. They're going to be fine, of course. But I just, we just thought it was kind of funny that the, like, they could. The The most. It couldn't have been picked a more universally beloved actor than Tom Hanks. Everyone's uncle. Welcome to the Midlife Crisis episode of Straight to Series. That's right, episode 40. My name's Connor. And I'm Ian. And welcome. How are you? Don't say anything. Yeah? Really? Yeah. No, to them. You can talk. Okay. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah? All right, let's get into Yay. it. <laughs> oh, nice and awkward, like turning nice 40. Nice and awkward, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly like turning 40. is going to be rough. Yeah, man, it's going to kick me in the ass, yeah. I might actually start eating healthy then. Yeah, maybe. You know? One day. Like, oh my God, look at the state of yourself. You know what I think about very often nowadays is what I think about. Have I peaked earlier? Like, mm. was there a peak in my life at some stage? 16. Because <laughs> I, no, I, I, like I have. A lot that. of girls peak at like 16, 17. Yeah. I'm afraid that when I'm 40, this is what I think. I'm yeah. such a creep, right? I mm-hmm. think, shit, right? So I'm still, attra- I'm 30 now and I'm attracted to 21 year olds. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm 40, mm-hmm. I still think I'm going to be attracted to a 21-year-old. Yeah, yeah. How creepy is that? I know. I know what you mean. Like, I'm already foreseeing that creepiness. Yeah. I'm going to be that guy in a bar going, oh, yeah. she's attractive. Yeah. And then someone... And I've got a mortgage and kids. Yeah. And she's just like, life is so precious. I'm yeah. just starting college. And all it would take is for one person to say, she could be your daughter. And then you're just like... Shut up. Ugh. I was almost in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but I'm always like, man, have I peaked yet? Because I feel like I shouldn't have peaked yet. Like I'm aiming, I'm aiming for a peak at 25. 25. That, that would be a nice peak in terms of looks, uh, like that means physique. I'd be five years over the hill. Five. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'd like to peak. I'd like to. I'd like to have the peak in my future. But I have had some good years that, looking back now, I realize yeah. were good years. You I'm know aiming what I mean? for a hot forty. Yeah, a hot forty. Like I a- think. You could do a hot 40. You think so? If you get a bit of gray in your hair as well. I've got a bit of gray, but it's hidden. It's hidden gray, yeah. No, yeah, I think, Strategically hidden. I think you could get a real, like, distinguished older man look to you. Yeah, I hope so. 40. I hope so. Yeah. See, a lot of people think I'm younger. Yeah. But I have a feeling I'll hit 40 and they'll think I'm older. You know that no, way? Like, I'll, I'll look, like, when I'm 39, they'll be like, oh, you look like 25. And I hit 40 and like, oh, you look 45. You know that oh, way? Like, I'm afraid yeah. it's going to hit that moment yeah, yeah. where all of a sudden my fringe just jumps back. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. That's what you got to do. All I hear about in these, like, hairs, because I looked into it because I'd never want to go bald. This is a men's health podcast. This is a men's health <laughs> this, is a, this is a fragile ego yeah. podcast right now. No, um, uh, I've looked into it before and it's like, you got to start taking those things to keep your hair, like, taking pills and everything. Men's well health, health before shit turns yeah, bad. Yeah. So, like, the second you start seeing the signs, it might always be too late. Yeah, probably, because you can't grow that shit back. No, it doesn't grow That's back. That's the problem. You, you can't... Can keep, you, like, like you can no. keep it 
medical like advances maybe by the time I'm 50 mm. you're like there's a there's a pill and then <laughs> Yeah. He's got a massive head of hair, you know? I have had discussions before about, like, what plastic surgery and operations I would be willing to do. Like, anything to change my muscles or anything like that, I'd never do. Because yeah. it looks terrible, number one, and you want to work for it. You know what I mean? I'd never get liposuction either or any of that shit because it just makes you... You say that now. I say that now. You say that yeah. now, yeah. I say that now. I might get my stomach banded or something. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, but... I uh, get, like, stilts put in my <laughs> shins, you know what I mean? It just I'm increased. Like, he looks really well, tall lately. He, he shut up. Did you... Did you do something i've just been stretching just been man. stretching man Tur- and taking my vitamins <laughs> turns out when you stretch for a while <laughs> yeah you just get taller that's, that's what i did but I started eating my greens yeah but uh box office box office <laughs> so the invisible man it arrived it arrived last week actually it is not it's invisible too- in the box office it's did, not invisible did, deja vu did, did that make the cut ian <laughs> there's a glitch in the matrix okay um, yeah, the Invisible Man is cleaning up. Yeah, it passed one hundred million at the box office. Now it was on one hundred and five million. Congratulations! Seven million budget. Mm-hmm. Fourteen sequel. million sequel. Sequel. There's a sequel coming. There has to be. It hasn't been announced, but the Invisibler Man, the, the Invisibler, even more invisible. He is even more invisible. You've you seen him man. now. You wouldn't even feel his presence. Why wasn't Now You See Me Two called Now You Don't? Now You See Me Two. Why was it not called Now You Don't? Oh, yeah. Now you see me, now you don't. Yeah, now you don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. care about those movies anyway. I didn't come up with that. Dan Harmon came up with that. This Did podcast. he? He really does not like the Now You See Me movies. Really? Anyway, oh, yeah, really hates them. I, I just don't care for them. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care for them enough to even hate them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. They try and tell me Isla Fisher drowned. I don't need that in my life. But you're supposed to be coming back for the third one. Oh, there's a third one. Yeah, well... It's been in development for a while. They were successful movies. They were. Now you see me, now you don't. Meh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's the third one then? By the way, you know what I only realized recently because I was reading it? Alakazam or something the third one could be called. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, it's a kind of magic. Mm, That'd be a nice name mm. for Open Sesame. You know, it's Open Says Me. Open Sesame. Open Says Me. You know what I mean? Oh, Open Says Me. Really? That's actually what that means. Open sesame, open says me. That's yeah. actually what it means. I think so, yeah. Oh. I only saw that recently. It makes a lot of sense. Doesn't that blow your mind, though? Mind you absolutely blown. Can that be a clip? <laughs> uh, why do I? Why am I so desperate for clips? This I, don't I don't know. I don't know. You're hungry for clips. I'm Stop hungry it. for a clip. You're making me uncomfortable. Okay, I apologize. I'm a clip whore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Box office. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of editing in this. <laughs> for the, for the- for the third time, we will attempt to talk about the box office. Yeah, so The Invisible Man is on $105 million now. It costs $7 million to make, as yeah. we were saying last week. Yeah. So it has, it's, it's very successful. I'd say it's going to push past $150 million worldwide. Holy shit. $7 million budget. I think, I think Universal will be happy with that. Do you think $200 million? No, I don't <laughs> think. Because these horror movies are very front-loaded. They're yeah, always really front-loaded. That's true. But I was glad to see it pass $100 million. Yeah, me too. And I was only saying to you before we started the podcast that Fantasy Island mm. is like so similar. Yeah. Because the film is um, a known com- commodity pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just established franchise. Established franchise from yeah. years ago, just like The Invisible Man. Yeah. And it was done by Blumhouse and had the Blumhouse special, mm-hmm. micro budget, 
makes a lot of money kind of thing. Yeah. Except it didn't really make a lot of money. It had exact same budget, seven million. Really. And that made has made forty five million worldwide. So it just kind of shows you how how successful the Invisible Man is mm-hmm. to make a hundred and five and. You know, it's gonna it's gonna make a good bit more. I think Fantasy Island, though, the TV show, and I think there is a, it's one of those things where maybe a name was thrown on this because it was a similar premise, whereas really it's original IP. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the Fantasy Island idea was someone would come to the island, they'd make a wish, their wish would come through, but they would learn a lesson, go home a better person. I don't get that impression from watching this. You know also what I mean? Also, the trailer looked like it was made for frat boys. Like yeah. It was re- It was all raves and there was yeah. glow sticks. And I was, there was a guy doing a backflip in a pool on a jet ski. Yeah. And it just looked way too modern and cool. Me where too. I was going, Whereas originally they had know. they had Knickknack from The Golden Gun was the helper. And this time it's the a beautiful woman and everything. And Michael Peña. Michael Peña. Peña. And yeah. I love Michael Peña. Me too. So I want this to be a win. But I seen the trailer and I was like, yeah. it looks like trash. And then it, I think it's less than 10, uh, yeah. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's so, not doing very well. No. At some stage, I would like to watch Fantasy Island just to see how terrible it is. Like when a movie hits 10%, 2% area, that's when I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I want to see this thing. It's the same director... Jeff Wadlow, I think is the guy who did Kick Ass Two. And oh. if you watch Kick Ass One and then you watch Kick Ass Two, you're like, geez, he had a lot to work with there. Yeah. And he really ruined it. And also you had Jim Carrey. I know. Hey, remember that relationship we set up between Kick Ass and that girl that you were really rooting for in the first movie? Yeah, she just breaks up with him right at the beginning. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, very disappointing. It's a trash. It's a trash sequel. Yeah. It really is. It uh it doesn't everything do the- that's great about it. It actually took you know, because like Kick-Ass is so in your face and blunt. Like, the language is really bad. It's yeah. really gory. But it's a great story. Totally. Great characters. Mm-hmm. Great character development. So it really works. And all they did in the second one yeah. was, like, crude crude violence and uh, humor. humor. Yeah. And that was it. And it was not even interesting action set pieces, and, really. And Yeah, and they try and be shocking as well. Like, they kill his dad and everything. And it's a bit like, uh, I mean, this is a bit too far. You yeah, know what I mean? I need something a little bit more. Yeah. With a little bit more substance. Because I think the, the writer and director, yeah. uh, Jeff Wadlow, just kind of just seen all the, the fun elements and didn't realize that they yeah. were actually propped up by actual story development. Yeah. There was decent foundations there. Even Kick-Ass, like the first movie, it's not... Um, it's very stylized in the same way, but also the characters don't speak very well. You know what I mean? Everyone talks normally. Yeah, yeah. It's not... Nothing is profound. No. It's like, actually, do you know what? Dark Phoenix? Yeah. That X-Men movie that kind of came out, but no one went to see. Every, everyone. You watch a two-hour-long... A film of people just saying haikus. Yeah. You're like, no one speaks like this. Every- Not even intelligent people speak yeah. profoundly, constantly. Yeah, everyone's going to... Uh, everything's every- quotable. Yeah, everything's meant to be quotable and it's meant to be like Shakespeare, but really it's just comes <laughs> comes across as pretentious and hard to understand. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's the thing in Kick-Ass. I always thought like... Kids talking like kids. Kids talking like kids. And even when he has a deep moment, he says it real like... It's like he doesn't have the right words for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Nicolas Cage is so as good. Big Daddy, yeah, is is just so enjoyable. All right, baby girl. I love how uh, how unfunny he is. Yeah. More like ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the Adam uh, West thing. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Actually, really, I really like Kick Ass. Yeah, me too. It's a great movie. And that is uh, why we're talking about box office. That is why we're talking uh, about oh, box office. Right, so let me just run through box office real quick. So Invisible Man, crushing it. Very happy about that. The Call of the Wild. We had the revelation last week that it cost $135 million to make. Ooh. That was Fox, of course, fucking with Disney. Yeah. There's no other 
reason why. No. Who the hell signed off on that? But it's made its money back, right? Uh, no. Oh, what? <laughs> surprise, surprise. What? It's on 101 million now. I think it's out three weeks. Like, it's so funny that if I seen that movie make 150 million, two weeks ago I would have been like, wow, that yeah. did really well. Now yeah. I'm like, no, it didn't actually make a penny. It's yeah. actually still, uh, it's still in the minus. It's because just tanking. Yeah. Because it was never going to make much money anyway. No. Yeah. Man, 150. The things. It costs 135 million to make. Just think of that. The things that people do... And can I just say, yeah. uh, probably 200,000 of that went on the dog effects because it looks horrendous. Yeah, it does look horrendous. Um, the things people can do with a 7 million budget, you know what I mean? In a horror franchise as well. And then it comes to like Harrison Ford dog movie and it's 135 million. And it's what? Like, what the fuck is going on? What are you on? doing? Deadpool 1 costs 56 million to make. I know. And I mean, that movie has some stages ropey CGI not ropey but like not the best it I mean, makes it work though it does. it's clever about it I mean Colossus looks he doesn't look like a real person but at the same time it works you it know works. what I mean it does work and his interactions with real characters is done well it's even done though well. you're like okay he's clearly not there and then you see him interact with characters and you're like but he's reacting like it, it feels seems like, like he's there yeah, yeah. it feels like he's there that's what Bradley Cooper says all the time he says it's kind of annoying being Rocket because he can always do something that the characters can't respond to because he gets to see it last basically yeah, yeah. so like yeah uh, he can always come up with like things to make fun of whoever's there and none of them can respond or come back at him so he always gets the last laugh basically yeah. and he says it's kind of a blessing and a curse and everything like Interesting. When, you know when Benicio Del Toro in the first movie, you know when he sees the orb and he's like, it's beautiful. And Ro- Rocket goes like, what are you saying? You know, like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like, that's because I got to see the footage and everything. But yeah. Benicio doesn't know I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So then he really can't, he can't interact. So it's not, yeah. it's not as good as it could be though. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, it's done, it's done really, really fucking well. well yeah. what, what am I saying? Like, you know? it's, it's so weird when you, it's just the disconnect. It's like some movies costing so much money and then other movies not. And you're like, where does the budget go in these things? Sometimes I don't know. I really like, don't really, understand it. And it's, it's crazy. Some of the budgets that yeah. you see on movies, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu costs $150 million to mm-hmm. make. I watched that movie and thought it probably cost around $90 million to make. Yeah. And it, when you compare it to other movies, it makes no sense. So no. like, is there certain directors, certain actors that are just like, oh, well, we can do this for this amount of money. Like yeah. Bad Boys 3 costs $90 million to make. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's, even that seems high to me. You know what yeah. I mean? But the, at least that made over four hundred million worldwide. Yeah, I know. I think I, I, it's it's just interesting. I I'd guess. love it to be broken down by someone, an inter- industry expert, mm. to actually go. This is why this movie costs so much. Some van- and still doesn't look great. Some Vanity Fair thing. Some guy, you know, I love those Vanity Fair I things. I love it, yeah. yeah. Like they do with the cinematography. What is a cinematographer's yeah. job? A lighting. You know? What's a lighting guy do? Yeah, you, know? you break down actually the, insp- uh, the aspects of the... Yeah, all the accents and stuff. Like I'll never read Vanity Fair, but I'll watch those videos all the time. because yeah, they're it's really, really good. They're yeah. done very well. But yeah, I'd love... Educational for, I'd love for, for us anyway. I'd love for a director to come in and be like, yeah, I'll tell you exactly where all the money goes and everything. And then sometimes directors will, you know, they don't work like... Uh, for exa- He's like, uh, for example, I work with a team or blah, blah, blah. Just to know why yeah. things end up costing so much is it actors salaries like what does it go and then into you compare it to another movie that yeah. costs like a fraction of that I yeah. always thought is it called The Judge the Robert yeah. Downey Jr drama uh, yeah that costs 50 million to make oh now Deadpool so 
it's him, Vera Farmiga, is that yeah. her name? Yeah. And Robert Duval. I've yeah. never even seen the movie, but I know it's like a courtroom drama and there's yeah. a few flashbacks and things like that. And, Robert, that cost, and it was produced by Robert Downey Robert Jr. Downey and Jr. his wife. And his wife, Susan Downey. Susan Downey. Jr., yeah. as mm. you said once before, which I yeah. thought was hilarious. Uh, Susan Downey Jr. And it cost, that cost 50 million to make. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool cost 56 million to make. Yeah. Someone explain that to me. Someone break that down for me because yeah. I do not understand that. Like, that yeah. just blows my mind. I don't understand how you could make nearly, like, this nearly, they're both in the same kind of budget area, mm-hmm. arena, yeah. as such. But and one is just a drama. And the other one is a fucking comic book movie. So some comedies cost 100 million now. You're like, how? How? How does a comedy cost Where does 100? that go? I have no clue. Where's that budget going? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that, and then I'd love to have like a playlist, same way I watch the scene breakdown and get to see all the different directors' minds and what they think about. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, where you know the Rock, you're like, okay, it's probably going on his food intake alone. That's yeah. where the budget's going. Johnny Depp, you're like security to keep Amber Heard from beating the shit out of him. Vin Diesel, yeah, uh, the stencils on his body, the, his steroid <laughs> intake. You know uh, that all makes sense. Airbrushing of all the scenes. Airbrushing. He's in. Also, I feel like he has like an ego. Uh, booster like, Booster on second You the man Vin You the man Vin You the man Vin Of course you know the corona Vin Yo Vin you can take the rock No problem No problem Vin Yeah, and the Man rock, you look good Vin and the, and the rocks guy is there He's like hey fuck you man He can't take the rock <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like yo he's man fuck guy. you <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then they fight on set And then Staten comes Staten's guy comes in What you can't talking about <laughs> yeah. You know I no, Exactly fa- I found out a uh I found out a real interesting fact about like the Fast and Furious movies and what box office uh, avenue is is fantastic. Well, we went off the rails. Never could have unlike guessed. Unlike us, <laughs> unlike us, very unlike us. But yeah, I found out an interesting thing that happens on the Fast and Furious movies where um there I think it was Fast Five and it was The Rock and Vin Diesel when they were fighting and Vin Diesel wanted to assign a point system for like I heard about this as yeah. well. Now, this is not fully confirmed no but this sounds sounds pretty real sounds real anyway yeah. he wanted to assign a point system for the fight scene so like a headbutt counts as two and a fist counts as one or whatever and that way by the end of the fight scene no one would have gotten beaten up more or less it's just a straight up like they'd be even yeah so, except I'm sure Vinny D wants him to definitely be ahead of yeah, the point he would system. like to but apparently actors don't like that but that was deemed too difficult so basically what it came down to is in the contracts it says how much an actor is allowed to be beaten up or how much they are allowed to show to be injured so so ridiculous so Jason Statham Vin Diesel and The Rock, the Rock are the big three in that yeah, yeah for example I don't think Hobbs any- and Shaw was supposed to have this. the rumour was yeah. had a similar point system as well yeah Idris Elba I'm sure was in on it as well I don't I would Probably like to think he less. wasn't I, I'd like to think I would hope he's above it but yeah. you know what his career because he's not that action star I was gonna, his career isn't based on that you yeah know? exactly where Jason yeah. Statham and The Rock and Vin mm-hmm. Diesel that is their that's their arena that's their thing you know what Roman Reigns probably had it as well he probably had something like that where he's like I can't like his manager was like Roman can't be seen being too beaten up or whatever you did know you what? expect the cinema goers to go boo, boo. Fuck you, Roman. When he comes on shh, shh, in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, someone's holding up a sign saying Roman sucks. Oh my God, it's a Superman punch. But he hits him with his forearm. Yeah. Makes no sense. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is what I've heard. So then 
some of it's really evident in the fight scenes. Like in Fast Five when he fights The Rock, like Vin Diesel puts him through a wall and then yeah, the, rock. the Rock puts Vin yeah, Diesel yeah. through a wall. Like if you just watch it, you'll see that nobody... It's tit for tat constantly. Yeah. There was a it's huge... like watching a tennis game. And they address it in Hobbs and Shaw, but you know when The, uh, the Rock... He says, oh, you jumped out of a window to avoid me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And The Rock's like, I wasn't running from the fight. There was a huge argument on set where The Rock apparently didn't like... The fact that his character was jumping out of the window, seemingly getting away from a fight. Wow. But they justified it by saying he saved the girl. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. That is that is apparently a huge fight that happened on set. Talk about battle of egos. Yeah. Like that is it's just mental. Yeah. But can you imagine in your rider being like, I can't be beaten yeah. up too much in this? And then you watch something like Die Hard. You know what I mean? I know. Where yeah. like the, the hero gets fucked up for the entire movie yeah. and wings it. Mm. constantly and they're the more lovable characters but then again you look at what Die Hard became you know Die Hard whatever the l- most recent one is it'd be cool yeah. yeah you just took out a, a helicopter with a car he's like I know I uh, did it he says no. something like that that's not like, what he says what is it I was out of bullets oh <laughs> fantastic it's fantastic <laughs> that was in the You're trailer like, that's not John McClane yeah. that's not John, the John McClane I, yeah, I love exactly. I've fallen in love with he would have he John McClane from the first movie yeah you know I didn't uh, my driving's uh, not so good I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that happened, man. Yeah. He's like, "Are you still focused on that? I'm bleeding yeah. out here." Yeah, I got so much glass on my phone right now; it's yeah. killing me. Why have you taken your shoes off, John? <laughs> I can't remember how we explained it I this movie. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. I think my foot was itchy, or at least foot, or some shit like that. <laughs> some shit like that. Anyway, and that's the box office. You, yeah, you guys are welcome. You're welcome for all that box office info. No, we should quickly run through a few other things in the box office. Um, onward. Onward came out and. Yes. I don't know. It looks like it kind of had a soft opening for a Pixar movie. Yeah. It made $39 million. I don't know how much it cost because Pixar, it's hard to really gauge. And mm. the estimates are, can be really off. But Pixar's movies lately have been very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I think Toy Story 3 and 4 were in the $200 million range. Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. And, but now they have been looking better and better. They it's look true. so real lately. Oh, man. The trailer for that new movie, Soul, as well. Like, that is an interesting dynamic. Like, the, the way whatever they're doing in that movie is so new and unique and The everything. visual style of yeah. that is not Pixar. Remember when you would, like, a Pixar trailer would come out? You'd be like, fuck, this is different to what they've done before. Yeah. Like, completely. Every single time. And I feel like it's been a while since they've done that. Except I for, I would say, Toy Story 4, visually, mm-hmm. there was, like, there was a big step up. I, and, and you yeah. you swear there wasn't going to be another step up. No. And then there's... You remember the cat? Everyone in the trailer for Toy yeah. Story 4, people were like, that looks like a photorealistic cat. Yeah. And that, that even start That drummed up a conversation of, like, should it look photorealistic? Yeah. Because the toys started to look... Like real, like they look like real toys, not like yeah. real people, but they look like toys. I know, like actual toys. You can see the texture. Yeah, I love it's it. It's crazy, especially when they're si- still as well. You know what I mean? Like I always think of Woody when he's still. There's like that var- sheen to his face and everything yeah. like that. He's sitting there smiling and everything, and it just looks like there's when you see him like that. It's like there's no way that toy comes to life. And then all of a sudden, yeah, when they're running around and everything, you buy it. When they're still, you buy it. It's but so now good. even the reflective qualities oh my god yeah you're like oh my god that's how light hits a white toy yeah you know that way like plastic a plastic cover but this is i think this is the conversation that's weird okay so then the people should still look like animated people they shouldn't start to look like photorealistic people that's true and that's where i battle like Mm -hmm. now i i love toy story 4 and i see nothing wrong with the visuals at all no but in my head i was kind of going it's kind of weird how the toy 
looks photorealistic at times. And but the people do not at all. They look animated. like animated people. Yeah, and they should mean. look like animated people. And mm-hmm. I wonder, because Pixar is just full of geniuses, mm. that I'm sure they have this battle themselves where they're like trying to figure out how far can we push yeah. the people? Like, we don't really want to see crow's feet. We mm-hmm. probably don't want to... Like, I'm sure they don't want to see pores yeah. on a face. Where they, I'm sure they could do it. At they this could. point, they could do it. Yeah. I'll never forget. Like, there are some... even, But even, like, the people characters in Pixar animation are burned into my hand. Al's toy barn. Like, I can picture Al, no problem. Yeah. The guy who comes in and cleans him. Woody as well. But if you look at the hair, even on those people now... Yeah. To like, like Monsters Inc. Yeah. compared to Monsters University, yeah. where I think they said that there's like maybe ten times more hair on Sully. Is that the yeah. name of Sully? Yeah, of John Goodman's character, Sully Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, Sully Sullivan. Yeah. What a name! I don't think it is. Is it? No, it's something else. He'd be a Marvel character if it was Sully, Sully Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. But like the advances, the technological advances mm. is scary. But it's... I wonder at what point do they have to just stop? Yeah. As well, you know, like how how realistic do you want something like that? Mm. I don't know. It's weird. It, it, it's very strange. But that was my problem with Onward when I saw the trailer. I was like, this doesn't look visually interesting and new. Whereas when I see Soul or when I saw Inside Out, I was like, man, this looks different. Yeah. And see the likes of Inside Out and Soul. People should check out the trailer. Yeah. It's so visually different. Like, it's almost like it's taking steps backwards. Yeah. It looks more like an actual drawn animated mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And Inside Out really did that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially so, they had those elements where they're going deeper into the imagination totally. of the kid, and you see, like, it actually gets more. It's all it goes real backwards. Like the yeah. the, the drawings become simpler and simpler. Yeah. I know they're not drawings, but they look like drawings. They become the imagination, like when it was more crude and everything like that, and then you see it develop. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's just one of those things where Pixar takes you to a different world every time, and onward, despite. It, like from the story and everything it is a very strange world and a very different one to appear visually it didn't look very interesting to me but you told me it was yeah so we might as well just move we'll, on to we'll reviews move on to reviews yeah. now yeah. so Onward had what seems like a soft opening because Pixar is hard to gauge but if this cost around 200 million to make yeah. and it opened to 39 million it's not great for Pixar. See, the problem is as well, the coronavirus is really going to affect this because I was going to say maybe it's it's, uh, it's sustained power yeah. is going to be really good because Pixar is usually good at that kind of stuff and there's not many... Now that like Peter Rabbit has been mm. pushed back because of the coronavirus as well. No. Spoiler alert, fucking everything we talk about is going to be connected to the coronavirus yeah. at this point. Yeah, we've uh, in news, it's basically just going to be listing off what was pushed back yeah. and all its fun stuff we had even planned. Even definitely, like, some pe- things don't even have release dates yeah. now. It's so strange. And all the fun things we had planned for this year that have now been cancelled or pushed oh, back that have really... Dick kick after dick kick. Yeah, it's really been it's terrible. Us. But what I was trying to make the point of yeah. is that Onward... I wonder will it still have sustained power with the coronavirus yeah. now infecting our theatres mm-hmm. as well as everything else that's true I mean more importantly what about Bloodshot Vin Diesel's more new movie more importantly what about Bloodshot because that movie is sitting on a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes no 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 it's not that bad is it not it's 33 oh 32% uh, 32%, oh, now th- it's saying. 32% on Rotten Tomatoes and the funny thing is if that movie's a failure it'll be blamed on the coronavirus but- it 100% will now I do think Okay, most likely it was going to fail. But it's going to fail harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's th- going to fail real hard. Do you like, think they're going to be developing a sequel anyway? Because Vin Diesel seems to make sequels no matter what. Well, Vin Diesel thinks that Bloodshot is going to kick off the Valiant universe, Valiant movie universe, and it's just not going to happen. He's working on a Riddick sequel. I know. The last one made barely any money. He's working on a Triple X 4. He's working on a Last Witch Hunter 2. Yeah. <laughs> 
that blew my mind. That, that was a bona fide. Like I, I mean, okay. So by the time that came out, I was fully into box office because yeah. I do get a bit like Rain Man when I get into box office. I'm yeah. like, I do. Ah, uh, I, I embrace the figures totally. And that film failed so hard. Yeah. That film before it even came out, mm. they were talking. I think it was a Lionsgate movie. Yeah. And they were talking like Vin Diesel was in uh, interviews saying, "Oh, we're already developing the sequel." I even remember this is because I got kicks out of this. This warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. Um. They, they, Vin Diesel was saying we're already talking about dates and he was like I think in February you know we're, we're, we're already talking about like production mm-hmm. schedule and we, we might go into the sequel in February and oh man it failed so hard bunch of years later and Vin Diesel's yeah. like yeah we're, we're actively developing a sequel I feel like someone came up to Vin and like he was like okay well we're we still doing the sequel and then someone had to come right into his ear and go failed <laughs> it failed Vin but then yeah. his ego booster on the side goes that guy's psychotic Yo, don't Vin, listen to him Vin that guy's whack hit him Here, upside the mouth here's another corona Vin yeah he's like man Vin you could do anything yeah exactly yeah he was like, okay, all I heard was sequel. Yeah, no. <laughs> the failure, like, it failed. Some guy's being pulled, dragged out, and he's like, it was a failure. <laughs> People <laughs> lost jobs yeah. because of this movie, Vin. It was a failure. And then he's being chloroformed or anything. I imagine it's like, um, you know, the beginning of Pineapple Express? You yes. know, when Bill Hader's like, <laughs> he's like, and he's doing all that. And they're like, okay, purge the operation. And they go in and shoot him in the head. Like, that's what Vin Diesel was like. Anyway, Bloodshot's going to be a failure, but... I started reading the Valiant comic stuff and everything You're like that. It was good stuff. It's been really good so far. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It looks really cool from yeah. all just all the pictures I've watched, yeah. uh, I've seen. Yeah. Of not the the movie, but, but the, the, comic the actual book. comic book. Yeah. Looks cool. Looks bloody. Yeah, it is. That's looks R rated. It's an R rated movie that they didn't do R rated, which is stupid. Yeah, and it just looks like a man that's mm. suffering from heartburn. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's as you pointed out. It's a Gavascon ad. Yeah. Shout out to Gavascon sponsors. Um, <laughs> I'll take anything. Yeah, we'll take I'll anything. I'll drink it. I, oh my god, I will. Talk about heartburn for an hour and a half. The amount of monster us. we consume doing this podcast, mm. we'll probably need Galveston at some point. You mean undisclosed energy drink? I mean undisclosed energy drink. <laughs> unless monster, you sponsor unless us. Unless you sponsor us, in which case we'll talk about it. Give no us those dollar dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. No, but uh, like it's an R-rated concept in a PG-13 movie. But then again, the only people who Is are going to... Is it gonna... PG-13? I don't fucking know. He gets shot in the face in the trailer, so that's why I'm thinking it could be R-rated. But it's not bloody shot in the face. It's nanite shot in the face. That's... Uh, Still pretty well, well, what shot in the face. It, he looks like Terminator Genesis John Connor when he's shot in the face. Oh, you know, yeah, fair point. But there is a bit of blood there. There's Slightly. a bit of blood. There's a red. It's not t- like it's not like Star Wars blood where but, there's no blood. When he's shot in the face, the whole area is bathed bathed in red light. In red light. So yeah, what's so blood? What's not? What is blood? What's and then not? They, what's it, the MPAA? Is that what they call? The MPAA. There's probably a guy and he's got a pointer, a laser yeah. pointer. Going. If you see all the red around here, yeah. you'll see that this there's no blood in this shot right exactly. here. Exactly. If you look at this woman's bust right mm-hmm. here, there's oh, there's no. There's no nipple. Nothing be, no, no nipple, nipple being whatsoever. PG thirteen, please. Yeah, you get one fuck. That's it. One fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but I will say, a shout out to the Valiant comic book universe. It started in 2012, and they don't release a lot of things. So, if you wanted to read the entirety of a comic book universe, it would be very easy to be 
completely up to date in it. You know what I so mean? You could consume it all. You could consume it all. But it's not like Marvel where it's like you can go back to 1960, read every issue up until that point. I mean, you, you know? don't have, there's not, not enough time in the not world. Not enough time in the world. With but, the amount of publications, yeah. amount of characters and all going but, at the moment. But Valiant are pretty good. And like it started in 2012, eight years ago. Miller World's kind of similar, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You, it's like kinda, we were talking about Kick-Ass, you know? Kick -Ass, like, it, he's it, got very small kind of... Yeah. It's not that much stuff he's actually no, made. But it's Mark but, Miller. I'm talking Mark, about. Yeah, Mark. And it, By the way, who Netflix now own Miller yeah, World? They do. So imagine we had a Kick-Ass animated series or something like uh, that, or a That'd TV cool. show, something like that. Um, Get Donald Glover to write it. Yeah. Because remember, he was writing the Deadpool animated series that didn't happen. That'd be awesome. Anyway, moving right along. Moving right along. So you liked Onward. Yeah. Um. Onward. Man, they got me again. Yeah. Alright. So if you look at Onward, you're like, it looks. Joe, you know, it's it's the Pixar special. It mm -hmm. literally, literally, literally is. Nice. Monsters just running through, coursing through my veins right yeah. now. My brain is just on fire. Yeah. But anyway, um. Onward is literally the same thing that Pixar do all the time. And I thought, after watching the trailer, I was like, they're not getting me this time. It looks like a simple kind of kids movie. Then someone in work told me um, that it actually, it's it's pretty deep and like it's worth seeing. Like you get a lot out of it. Being an adult, you actually yeah. get more out of it than a child would. And I went to see it. And man, it literally is. It's the same thing. The packaging mm. it's just this child friendly packaging it's all uh colors it's all wacky goofy literally the whole thing is it's like these what do you say fantasy kind of creatures that uh, mythical creatures that now live in the modern world mm -hmm. so you'll see a, a minotaur but it, he's got a mobile phone you know like that's that's it and you go oh that's silly the packaging's silly it's quirky it's goofy inside man it's deep it's poignant it's mm -hmm. moving there's so much emotional weight to it I nearly cried at the end I was <laughs> like there's, there's a pair of legs just walking around because like, it's about two brothers I think you'll get more out of it than I, I know. would I really want to go see it you got brothers I really want to go see it and I, I hopefully I'll find time to bring the two of them to it but it's like fucking coronavirus got me scared to go to the cinema yeah, you know what I, I mean know. it's affecting everything and it's, and it's not because I think I'm going to get infected by anything else like but like, you'd be responsible imagine you brought yeah. your brother's back I know and then he start coughing yeah. what's your parents going to be like do you get did, did you your get brother, them sick? did you get them infected yeah but I like I, I just think of all the stupid people who would be like <coughs> I think I'll go to the cinema right now you know what I mean I sneezed in the cinema. Yeah. And I swear to God, everyone looked at me and I was like, oh shit, he can't sneeze in public. Yeah, well. No, I didn't like, it's not as if I sneezed into my hand and, yes! and threw it at people. Yeah. I didn't weaponize it. I just kind of sneezed into my hand and I got a tissue and I wiped it down and then I just yeah. felt all their eyes burning through my skull. I was sneezing, like, oh, Jesus. Sneezing isn't a sign of the coronavirus, by the way. It's coughing. I know, but it's just yeah. general it's sickness. And yeah. like, he's infected. He's infected. Call him. He's been called. It, it's like when someone comes back with a mark on their arm in a zombie apocalypse. Did they bite you? Did they bite Were you? Were you bitten? Like, no, no, no. I scraped it on the ground. And he, then all of a sudden their head yeah, explodes yeah. and someone's like, can't take a chance. Can't take a chance. Yeah. This little, little young boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh my God. I've got my life in front of me. i got so many ambitions. Once yeah. this apocalypse Bam. is over, Dead. I'm going to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're dead. Put him down. Anyway, uh, Onward is beautiful and a blip thing. Man, it got me. It oh. got me. And I was next to my mate and I had to drag him to it. He was mm. like, no, no, bro. <laughs> I'm too fucking cool for that, bro. Yeah. I'm going to just eat protein and, and work out, bro. Mm. And then he watched and he was like, oh, my God. I, I nearly cried at the end. I was like, I nearly cried too. <laughs> it, it got me. All right. And um, you also saw The Hunt. The Hunt. 
very with, quick review of those. Yeah, the hunt. Now we we went over all the controversy. Yes. Trump pretty much cancelled this movie, yeah. and then they had to reignite. Like they literally took took it from their schedule. I think it's Universal, mm-hmm. Blumhouse as well. Again, fourteen million budget, so double the budget of uh, the Invisible Man. Okay, and Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Blumhouse is getting a good push on this podcast. Yeah, they are. We like sponsor Blumhouse. us. Hey, listen. Yeah, sponsor us, please, Blumhouse. Listen, Jay Blue. That's what I call him. I just respect. Good market, good business decisions, and yeah. Blumhouse make good business decisions. Small uh, budget mm-hmm. and just focused on story and yeah. making something interesting. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, they make they make their profit back. Yeah, like the Purge is is, is trash in yeah. a way. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? It's I, hey, listen, it's very consumable trash. A lot of their properties are trash. But yeah, like they put out a lot of trash, but they, when they put out good stuff, it does really fucking well. Like Get Out and Us. Yeah, and when they put out bad stuff, it still makes a profit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. So it's just good marketing, or not good marketing, good business. Yeah, good business, exactly. Yeah. Good yeah. business. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, the hunt is. Uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all the controversy is unwarranted. It yeah. really is. It's so stupid. Like mm-hmm. the actual movie is written so poorly that the controversy is unwarranted. It's not good at it, it like this social commentary is nonsense. It might it might as well be cartoon characters. Right. So the way I explained it to you when I went to see it was like yeah. it's you know it's left versus right. It mm-hmm. literally is it's poor people versus rich people and the rich is super woke and the poor people are super Poor white trash. I own seven guns, man, and yeah. uh, you know it's it's uh, there are caricatures of both sides. Mm-hmm. There's too far left and too far right that it's so goofy yeah. and cartoony that it's not poignant. Like there's, no, I know like the, the writer uh, Damon Lindelof, and there's another writer as well that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know his name because he's kind of famous. He did Prometheus. He did Watchmen and all yeah. like that. It's it's so not poignant because it's too goofy. It's too far left and too far right. Like it really is. But I must say the action and the humor is really good. Yeah. The script, when it's not trying to be clever, is just funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Betty Giplin, I want to get her name right because this is her performance. Tour de Force. It, it literally, yeah, literally it, it carries the entire movie. Oh, shit. No, I do not want to illegally watch The Mandalorian. I don't even know Excuse why that me? came what up. What are you saying? Hey, we were almost going to the premiere of that episode in here. Oh, we'll we... get to that. We'll get to that because that, that's a deep conversation. <laughs> and my heart's going to break when we talk about that. You may, you may see onward level of breakage here when we talk oh, about that. Even more so, you know. Yeah. I just want to get her name right because she deserves a shadow. She does. She's from Glow. She's, She's the, the second lead, I want to say, yeah. the co-lead in Glow. Second on the call sheet, they would say. Second on the call sheet. She's a... Yeah. Uh, Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. Betty Gilpin. Glippin. Gilpin? No, Gilpin. Sorry, Gilpin. you're right. Betty Gilpin. Um, she is a sexy mama. She's um, beautiful. She is beautiful. My God, she is great in this. She is awesome. so good. Honestly, she carries the entire movie. Her creative decisions. She is so funny. And you know what? She's, you know, this is It's going to sound like bad what I'm saying, but... She's so expressive, and if you watch a movie now with Sandra Bullock, who, who I used to love, she just has this concrete face. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't move. She doesn't look that uh, distressed in Bird Box, does she? No, it, her face doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. How could she convey emotion? Know, you know, yeah. I'm like, I think she's sad there, mm-hmm. and I think she's laughing there. Yeah. This uh, Betty Gilpin is so expressive. She makes these mental faces. Yeah. Kind of got a bit of an elastic face. Reminds me a that. bit of Jim Carrey. Yeah. And. She, 
I honestly, I would just go see the movie for her performance, and I hope she gets loads more roles out of this. That's good. Because I know Glow is in its last season now. Mm-hmm. Season four is going to be its last. So I will watch Glow at some stage. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I pretend to my girlfriend that she's forcing me to watch it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a feminist show, and I, I love it. Yeah. The characters, <laughs> everything is great. Honestly, though, Betty Gil- Gilpin, awesome. But The Hunt itself, this is how I, I would actually put it, is that... If I was gonna if I was gonna pick one thing, either the social commentary or a wacky uh, action thriller, I would go action thriller because that's where the strength lies okay. with the writing team and the director. Okay. Like, and I've read loads of reviews that are getting really deep into it and saying, "Oh man, it doesn't speak to either side. It's a view from no point. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the point the point of view is from nowhere because it doesn't really go into either side, and it's just too silly. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I want more. I want more depth." I'm like. I don't see the capability of more depth, but I do see a wacky, fun movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. It should just be poor people versus yeah. rich people mm-hmm. and not get into politics and all like that. Yeah. Or at least, you know, get into politics, but not even tongue in cheek, but satire. You know what I mean? Go for full on satire. As but it's trying, it is trying to be satirical at times. Oh, really? But it's still, it just doesn't, I don't think it works at all. And I do okay. think, honestly, all that controversy is unwarranted. I see. But, at the same time, what they're trying to say is kind of controversial. Yeah, and the most important thing: um, how's Glenn Harrington's performance? Glenn Harrington is literally—he's Dennis with loads of money. Excellent, and I love it. He's—he's he's a bit too woke, but <laughs> oh man, he wears a polo neck. He just reminds me of uh, I don't know Ted Bundy when he yeah. wears a polo neck. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it just make you smile when you see someone from Always Sunny on screen? Always. Have you ever seen Vacation? The, yes. the reboot yeah. of Vacation? Yeah. When we get Charlie Day, we get Caitlin Olsen. Olsen. Yeah, my Ka- favorite part. Charlie Day coming in. Oh, hilarious scene! Hilarious. And then we scene. get Caitlin Olsen just as out of well. nowhere, it's like bonus after yeah. bonus. Yeah, I loved it. And the rest, I, I, the rest of the movie is whatever. Just yeah, completely. It's just wa- tastes, like, tastes like water. Tastes like water. Charlie Day, and then I'm drinking Monster all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm back to water. And I'm back to water. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Timothy Dalton. The Living Daylights and A License to Kill. Timmy D. Timmy D. The second shortest run on a Bond. Two movies. Two movies. I, I kind of like him. Yeah, I like him too. He's a bit of a bruiser. He's not particularly charming, I would say. I wouldn't say so, but no. he doesn't need to be because he he's fucking beating the shit he out says, people. He says everything with emphasis. And you he, want a knuckle sandwich? And he has that Welsh lilt to him. He's not that good looking. <laughs> Just gonna say it. He's, he's cut, not... He's, he's good looking. Roger Moore's a beautiful man. Roger Moore's a beautiful man. Sean Connery is a handsome man. George Lazenby, another beautiful man. A beautiful man. Timothy Dalton... He's fine, you know? But it kind of feeds into his more bruiser, blunt force action type character. Whenever he talks, he's down here like this and his Welsh accent sinks through and he's doing things with emphasis. Even when he's not pointing, he's Mm. pointing with his words. Yeah, he is. He loads a gun when he's talking, you know? We need to get to the chopper, you know? But you know what? He doesn't sexually he doesn't sexually assault a single woman. No, he's very respectful of women in he this. He really is. And women are throwing themselves at him. Oh, this is the first time we have a new money penny in this. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I think she looks like a retired cheerleader. I miss the old one, I gotta say. Lois I, Maxwell yeah. is just so regal. Yeah. There's something about her. She's like, oh James, yeah. are you not going to do that to me? Because yeah. I'm a nice lady. Yeah. This one is like, give me some vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. It's kinda like it I've the dynamic has gone from um, you know, 
we're flirting, but we have immense respect for each other. And I don't even know if Bond could totally bed no. many money penny. There's this weird thing where you're like, you know what though? If you tried to full on have sex with her, I don't know if she. Would I don't or know. Not. I, th- I think she'd be like she th- could be married. She could, and I, I think she could be like she, I have a husband at home, or she could have a wife at home. You know what I mean? She could. She, she might give him a handy. Yeah. She might give him a handy <laughs> under the desk. Maybe I think I think a respectful handy. They're just very good friends. Like they're good friends who flirt with each other. And I, she definitely has clean hands. Definitely lovely clean hands. Lovely clean Corona hands. free hands. With this uh, retired cheerleader. Yeah. Is yeah Corona free hands. Corona free yeah. hands. You might get a coronavirus off this cheer- cheerleader. You know. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we're giving this one woman she's, a hard time. Yeah, she's got like her. five minutes yeah. of screen time. All I was trying to say basically is she's the, the we're hateful people. I oh know God. we are. It's just noticeable that the relationship between Money Penny and Bond has gone from a respectful kind of friendly thing to that is flirty to yeah. uh, one really wants to fuck you and the other one's kind of like <laughs> yeah, I know. Funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, kind of, yeah. he gives her a pass at one stage and he just kind of pushes her out of his way <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I, I miss M. I miss the original M. I do miss M. Uh, we did, we've never really addressed it since the time where we were saying, like, we hope they acknowledge. Say he's on vacation or whatever. But no, they, they never do. Yeah, so, the, of course, we were saying that the original actor passed away. Yeah. And uh, he was sick. It was cancer. So yeah. I assume when he first said that he was on vacation, they yeah. thought, you know what? He might he might get over this illness and come back and then it ended up... To, being critical yeah and he died sadly and they never addressed it they didn't yeah. bring in they didn't actually say well this is the new M no it's such where when Judy Dench comes in passes away in the movie oh yeah her M passes away then we get um, Ray Fiennes Ray Fiennes yeah. but at least we know yeah he's a new M yeah There's acknowledge- it's funny because the like the history of Bond like they're pretty staunch in that even in Timothy Dalton, they acknowledge this is the same Bond since the very beginning. And he has a deceased wife. I love I love whenever they mention that because yeah. I'm like, hey, George Lazenby's Bond does it, exist. It matters because the more, I, the more I think about that movie, the more I like it. You know what I mean? I really think he got a hard time. Yeah, me too. I think, honestly, it was just timing. Yeah. It just, it was the first time we really got a different Bond and there was a knee-jerk reaction. Audiences yeah. were just like, well, no, Sean Connery's Bond. Yeah. But then after that, See, it's funny because I think it's like the audience shot themselves in the foot. And I understand that. If I was in that position at the time, I bet I'd be like, wait, hold on. Yeah. You know, like, th- that's not how it goes. He, totally. Sean Connery's Bond. Yeah. But then you get Bond coming back in Diamonds Are Forever. Sean Connery's bloated. He doesn't yeah. give a crap. Yeah. He's just, he's eating burgers and tacos. Yeah. And he's just like, he just phones it in. His hairline is just creeping. Yeah. He clearly doesn't want to be there. And then I feel like audiences are like, shit, you know, George Lazenby would yeah. have, would have given us, a, he would have, he, he would have been present. But George Lazenby was a first time actor, kind of. He was, he was a new, he was Australian. He was a new kind of commodity and everything. Whereas they tried a lot of new stuff on they, that film as well. Even they, the whole action direction yeah, of it, it was yeah. different, very was, different. And Roger Moore played the saint, which was an on-screen character who was basically James Bond, a spy. Yeah. So, you know, it was a much easier transition. But Timothy Dalton, again, he had a hard time of it. Um, and you know he is it's nice to move away from the campiness of Roger Moore and I get think it, it was time yeah it was nice to get a more violent movie and a bit more um, kind of real movie I would instead say instead of a judo chop you get a shot in the face yeah exactly which is which was nice but I, I will say his first outing The Living Daylights is not a particularly strong outing for a it's Bond not, yeah. for a bo- for a new Bond like not very good at all now I read um, the critics really responded negatively to how the action was portrayed like there was a lot more violence in it 
I was saying to you, yeah. after seven seven movies of Goofy Can't Be Roger Moore, which I did enjoy, totally. but after seven movies, I was over the Goofy Can't Be Bond. I wanted something different. Can, actually, can I just say, I have a newfound respect for Roger Moore as Bond. Like, I, I never thought I would. And if people are slagging off Roger Moore, I would actually probably fight in his corner and say, well, actually, you Me know too. what? These are, like, there are some good qualities to they it. There really are. Yeah. And he, he, he really, it, what's interesting is he doesn't emulate Sean Connery. No. And yet it really works. It works. And it, you know, I like I, I would never have thought that when we going into this, I was like, Roger Moore, this is going to be a slog. You know what I mean? And by the end, yeah, it's you're seven right. Movies. There, it is seven movies. There's a lot of movies to it. But at the same time, I would I would happily defend Roger Moore as James Bond. Me too. Now, 100%. I really and, would. And which I would never have done before. Well, see, I, I never I never fully investigated his run as of yeah. Bond. I never watched him consecutively like that. I don't yeah. think I've ever really fully consumed those movies until now. No, me neither. And it's been nice. And I still haven't, full disclosure, I still have not fully watched what I was supposed to. I watched uh, The Living Daylights way too late. And I didn't like the movie really that much. So it put me in a bad mood. And I didn't want to watch A License to Kill. But we watched a little bit beforehand. And it seems like a much better movie already. See, the problem with Living Daylight, The Living Daylights is yes. the start is pretty strong. It's decent. And then it just falls into that Bond trap of like... Yeah convoluted plot mm-hmm. you're like w- this doesn't make it more interesting why is the character doing this why is the evil guy doing that yeah. w- what does this really have to do with Bond taking this character down so what I I say I would think for The Living Daylights I was pretty much on board kind of right up until he faked the guy's death where he assassinated him you know and I was like okay cool so he's gonna draw him out with the assassination yeah. that's how it's gonna be and then for some reason we're in Afghanistan and there's a jewellery heist going on when it, it really and, falls apart and then because it's it, it's all about like a bad guy trying to buy weapons and mm-hmm. I think they're starting a war is it yeah and then all of a sudden we're, we're watching drugs being yeah. uh, sold and Jewelry, uh, like a, what is it? Like a diamond heist? I don't, I don't know. know what is going I don't on. Know. I didn't nine times out of ten. If there's a Bond movie and I don't understand, I Wikipedia to look at the plot. Me too. I I didn't with this one because I was I don't fucking care what Your, the plot he, is. I was I wasn't one hundred percent sure I was uh, picking up that he was definitely on the bad side and he just faked. Very confused because see. Right, so, uh, right, I know people might not have seen this movie, movie, but, like, Bond mm. saves this guy at the start. Yeah. And uh, from uh, Russia, is it? The, the wants to kill he's, him? Is he a he Russian wants, defector? He wants to be a defector. Turns out he doesn't want to be a defector. But or he, he does. does want to be a defector because he's on a secret mission from Russia. But that might be a lie as well. But the problem that I find is, in the end, he is a bad guy. Yeah. So he did fake his Russian defection or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time... He gives them some good information. Like he gives MI6 the information about the I don't know what it's it's said in like Russian or whatever about them killing all the the agents. But that's fake information. Is it fake information? Yes. Because they are Oh yeah. Yes, it it's is fake information. See, I'm still having revelations yeah. about this. You see, that's the thing. I was following that. They all did the way. kill agents, but it was only as a misdirect, wasn't it? They killed so agents. That, like, so MI6 will focus on that. It was the arms dealer who killed the agents. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, yeah, I made sure those agents were dead. We're gonna blame it on Russia, start a new war, whatever the fuck. This is how dense and weird the plot is. But it's, like it's unnecessary. This is an hour two yeah. hours and ten minutes long. Two, two hours, it could minutes. be an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah. Easily this the, film like, when I don't enjoy a Bond film you pointed out perfectly you're like shave 20 minutes off this movie it is a much better movie much tighter movie much better there is so, for some reason this knee jerk thing where they're like okay 
It's got to at least be two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the last few have been two hours and ten minutes long. Yeah. Like, nearly consistently two hours and ten minutes yeah. long. And I'm just like, fucking, just cut something out of it. And you know what I always find is, like, to be, right, we'll be, like, uh, we'll be just in the third act. Mm-hmm. And there's this subplot type of story yeah. that's the main plot. All of you a know? sudden, yeah. And it's right, it's right in the middle of the main plot. And it seems like this subplot that could just easily be cut out. You mm-hmm. know, in the editing room, they're like... Oh, that subplot just doesn't work. Yeah. We don't need to investigate that mm-hmm. person. Actually, we don't need to investigate investigate that character. Yeah. But that subplot quality of a story is actually shoehorned into the main plot. That that like, was why is the bad guy all of a sudden just doing this mad like jewelry I, thing? Yeah, yeah. It just makes no sense to it me. It turns into octopusy, which I. Uh, as you well documented, did not really like that movie. It's all I always feel like oh it's almost like a subplot after subplot. Yeah. But it's the main plot. But it, you know that way like it's it's, it's so fu- it just uh, it just does not make sense because you know he fakes the death of the guy and you know and I was like okay cool we're gonna flush him out this way he's gonna think he's dead blah 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 we're gonna do that then it becomes a jewelry heist then it becomes Bond meeting with the Mojahadeen the le- the freedom fighters then oh the freedom fighter he rescues from prison turns out to be England and have an Oxford accent some, for some reason I don't know why that is then it turns into he's got to go he's got to go after it and there's a plane with a bomb on it for some reason why is there a bomb on the plane I, I still don't know you know if I looked up Wikipedia and went through the plot fully I, I would understand these a bit but I, I just don't care to I can't even enlighten you like there's no, no. no when you're talking about this I'm like oh no I do understand that part yeah. But by the end, I'm so confused yeah. and annoyed. Yeah. I'm just like, when's this over? I will say his love interest in it, whose name I keep, I did not absorb throughout my entire watch, is lovely. She's very nice. She's lovely. And yeah. she's this beautiful cellist yeah. as well. Which she's is quite just, sweet. She's yeah. extremely sweet. Now, for some reason, she turns into a freedom fighter leader at the end, which is a bit strange. Makes no sense. Makes the no goon sense. is good as well. The goon is The guy good. that's always listening to this 80s pop music. 80s tune. Good vibrations. Yeah, yeah. I do like him. <laughs> but like... He breaks into the MI6 mansion. I was like, what? He breaks into there? Come on. Easily. Easily. When he's just like, I'm a milkman. He fucking kills a milkman to get in. Yeah. And then they're like, you're not the regular. Oh, sorry. They're uh, English. You're not the regular milkman. And then uh, everyone's doing like a weird English accent. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're not the regular milkman. He's like, ah, he called in sick today, even though he's American. Then he's like, get out. And they pat him down. That's fine. All right, go to the service entrance. Yeah. It's like, what? Guess what? He's packing heat. He's yeah. got bombs everywhere. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's so silly. I think they're, then the, the milk jars or whatever, the milk bottles are bombs and yeah. all. I was, I was just looking into, um, I was looking at some of the notes I, met, I made. Yeah. Uh, Bond smokes a ton in that he movie. He's always smoking at any stage. Timothy Dalton's character, he's a, he's a smoker, you know? Yeah, I have down, no judo chops, yeah. exclamation mark. Oh, yeah, he just, he, he kills some of the, Son of a bitches. Yeah. Awesome car laser though. Yeah, the car, it's back to an Aston Martin. It's Which a, is cool. It's a yeah. nice car. So the Lotus is gone. Yeah. Even though I, I did lo- love the Lotus, but it was Roger Moore's car. Lotus is the Roger Moore car. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're back to an Aston Martin. A more modern one. There's skis on it. There's self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit weird. It, it's just too much. There's too it's many. loaded there's, with gadgets. There's too many very specific gadgets on it. Like the laser, it should stop at kind of a laser. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Anyway, look, it, it's a nice car. The car chase is a good scene. One of my notes is just 
Felix. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Ian. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know what that means. <laughs> Felix. I bet when I wrote that down, I was like, yeah, I'll instantly know what that means. Yeah. And then I forgot the movie. Yeah, me too. Th- that, entirely. My notes when I write jokes are like that. I'll be like, I'll just write a few buzzwords and then I'll know what I'm talking about. And yeah. I'm like, I have no clue what that I have means. No context whatsoever. All I know is that's not very funny. <laughs> you whore. That's all I'm reading now. How did I get to that? Always. I know that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That one I remember. Yeah. No. Um, start. I talk about my mother at the start. No, I'm like, that's not my best. <laughs> Aw. Um, yeah, so, oh, I will say the opening of Timothy Dalton where they're doing the Gibraltar exercise where one guy, like, it, they, it's kind of a bit strange because I think they do too many fake outs, you know, where they have the people being killed by paintballs, but then it yeah. turns out they're not being killed by paintballs, but then it turns out everyone, it's all a staged operation. Like, it's one too many twists and turns yeah the i know it just it collapses eventually yeah. collapses it's, you're kind of like I, i'm not really following this you're building this on matchsticks like yeah exactly and i did think it, w- it was a cool scene where it's like these people are being dropped in we don't know who they are and then finally it's bond revealed but yeah i was thinking if it was done today or if i was doing it i would have famous actors do it and that would be great to take out like oh here's Michael Caine coming down yeah, is or he the s- new Bond or some, even though I know everyone's going to know it's like Timothy a, Dalton everything, everyone knows it's Timothy Dalton but it would be a fun scene to it have these be. famous people just kind of fill these role of like yeah. people being killed off and then Bond being there and everything I don't know I, I, I like the idea of that but uh, yeah I can't really say anymore because oh I don't like the AHA song and I don't think the soundtrack to... License to Kill. License, uh, sorry, I don't think the soundtrack to uh, The Living Daylights is very good. It's not great. Even um, though John Barry is John there. John Barry's there. The drum dr- machine. The drum machine is weird. Yeah. It's so 80s. It's it so is. 80s. And it is. it's weird because you don't need it. Like the yeah. score. Yeah. The actual musical score. Like, okay, so pop music in the background can date the movie a bit. But yeah. John Barry is so excellent. Like when you listen to... Um, say Indiana Jones yeah the score doesn't have things from like the 80s no. you know what I mean yeah. it's just a, an orchestra yeah and it's timeless it's it absolutely is. timeless and that's the way mm-hmm. uh, any Bond movie should be in my opinion really? it should be timeless yeah okay you're gonna have little soundtrack bits here and there mm-hmm. like different bits of music like the goons listening to all yeah. these 80s songs and I like, like that. the song they end on that's a nice song when he Don't meets even. her in the thing I like the wolf whistle gadget I feel like I'm still watching that movie to be I honest know, with you me too. I like the wolf whistle gadget that's cool the gadgets in it are pretty cool I do yeah like. and there is a few I just want to say right so we let's just move on to License to Kill because we're taking ages I just here. have one more thing to say Sorry, about the living daylights no that's fine Um, and I've forgotten it you didn't like it I didn't like it Um. There was something the else. The music, maybe? You were talking about the music and then the ending. I didn't like AHA, yeah. And uh, it's not a very good Bond theme, I don't <laughs> I think. I thought you were a Bond film. It's just not very good. I, I, I don't particularly like it. I have no problem with Timothy Dalton, though. I like Me him. Either. And I He's like the girl. He's very different. He's very different, but I like that. Um, It's nice to have something different. What? Oh, yes. It gets points because it says the name in the movie. As oh, every yeah. as every movie must have scared the living daylights out of us. Like, oh, there it hey! is. There it we is. We didn't call it in the last one, but in a view to a kill, I love it where <laughs> where he said where he says it. Where Mayday Christopher goes. Christopher Walken, isn't it? Where Mayday goes. What a view! And Christopher Walken leans in and goes to a kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, the, then so Duran Duran kicks in. Oh, love it. Anyway, we're gonna move on to License to Kill. I'll just rattle off a few points real quickly because I know you haven't actually fully seen the movie. Yes. 
Uh, Benicio del Toro is in it. He looks beautiful. He beautiful young man with and he, a silver tune. And he pops. He does pop. You're like, there's a star in the making. Yeah, it to- he, like he really. His first line. Yeah. is such a weird delivery. You're yeah. like, okay, that guy pops. He's there. Yeah. I think right so Felix Leiter is in it and yeah. his wife gets murdered mm-hmm. and Felix gets eaten by a shark but survives because survives we because can't kill him I don't know why and <laughs> Benicio Del Toro goes your wife I took her on a honeymoon <laughs> and you're yeah. like who delivers a line like that and it was a guy what? who's gonna have a future in cinematic yeah. history a guy who's gonna do the collector and go <sighs> Like yeah. that, you know. So I just I have one or two things. The yeah. wedding opening is fun. Yeah, it's it, Felix Leiter's wedding. They they hire like a guy in his late fifties and he's married his hot late thirties, early forties, yeah. a blonde woman who, who looks way out of his league and clearly loves Bond as well. Oh, she wants she wants a taste of Bond and Bond yeah. looks like he wants a taste of her. I I'm convinced that at one point like. Uh, Something happened between the two. I think, no, I think Felix Leiter is going to be the guy jacking off in the corner. Yeah. And he's into it while yeah. Bond takes her to Pleasure Town. He does, yeah. You know what I mean? He shows her a good time. And it's going to ha- it's going to find its way to you porn at some at point. At some stage, yeah. yeah. And we will get to see it, hopefully one day. One day, yeah. <laughs> um, we will say, you were saying you love when they address Honor Majesty's Secret Service. They address it in this. He's at a wedding and she's like, hey, you know who gets the next garment? Gets the fu-. And he's like... This is Felix's just wedded wife. wife. She throws him the gar... The, I, I don't know what it's called. Garter. Gr- the garter. The garter. It? I think it's called the garter. She throws him the garter and uh, he's like, no, it's it's not. It's he not looks, a thing. Yeah, he looks he very looks unhappy. And I was like, I was like, Bond is going to clean up at this wedding. He's going to be fucking every bridesmaid. But weddings are a, a sore subject for yeah, him. Yeah, and I actually, you know what? I really appreciated it. Every time I hear of his dead wife, I'm like, George Lazenby's Bond yeah. exists. Yeah. And I'm happy. I celebrate it every time. By the way, the Bond girls in, in License to Kill, beautiful. Oh, oh, bellissimo. Yeah, and the villain is really good, actually. The villain is great, and I can't remember his name, but he's one of the many Johnsons in Die Hard. Yes, yeah, he's one of the FBI Johnsons, the one who gets blown up in the helicopter. Yes, yes, he's the leader, the main one. Main guy, and he's really good, and you were saying he had a lot of input into his character. Yeah, which is great, like, it's all about loyalty and respect Mm -hmm. over money. Yeah. So, like, that's what he feeds on, just loyalty. Yeah. And I like that, and, like, people are, if you disrespect the guy, Mm -hmm. oh, you're going to hear about it. Also, here's one thing that I enjoyed and you did not see. Mm -hmm. At one point, a man uh, inflates and explodes into a ball of guts and I just thought back to live and let die when a character uh, turns into this balloon it just inflates and it bursts like it literally bursts like a balloon they use a balloon bursting effect and it's just air Mm -hmm. there's no blood there's no guts the man has no intestines he has no organs I don't know how that works and it's so Roger Moore it's Mm. so silly and in this the guy just splatters into soup blood soup and I'm like That's it. That that's Timmy Dalton. That's Timmy D all over. Thank you, License to Kill. So I I did enjoy that. Um, Felix been eaten by sharks. He should have died when he when he. I, I oh was, yeah, how things have changed. Guy explodes, blood everywhere. That's nice. what my note is. Nice. I did see the scene where Felix dies and Bonds finds him, and I was I genuinely thought when I watched it, I was like, have the guts to kill him, please. Yeah. Like, I, in fairness, it is an eighties movies trope, you know. Best friend gets killed. Guy goes rogue. Best friend at wedding, especially, and gets killed. And by the killed. way, that that plot is actually fantastic because Bond is just out for 
pure vengeance through yeah. this whole movie. Like, you know Bond is a bloodthirsty killer, but he actually gets to be one in this one. And MI6 are against him. Like, yeah. license revoked. Doesn't he get to punch M in the face? I think so, or he kicks him. That's not my M, I should say. Not oh, my M. I yeah. like it. Yeah, no, he gets to punch this poser who's... This poser, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel bad, but you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. He gets to punch M in the face. Like, he's he's gone rogue for his friend. And his license to kill is literally revoked. Yeah. And it, originally, it was going to be called license revoked. Yeah. But Americans could not discern that from your driving license why can't being revoked. bond drive anymore why is he because in the trailer he's driving a truck yeah so why can't he drive anymore bond he, what what why do we care about his license being revoked whereas the second i hear that title i go oh man his license to kill was taken off him no way so they had to call it license to kill license to kill is so cool it's it's a great name it I, is though and and i love when he, any law enforcement comes to him he goes james bond license to kill as if to say as if to say i'm these bodies I've on murdered the floor many people i've murdered many <laughs> i'm going to murder many more <laughs> i've seen many pigs eat many men <laughs> i've murdered many people these bodies on the floor this is like a minutia of the amount <laughs> yeah. of people i've killed okay so just this is just the tip man this, this is just a tip honestly you're barely seeing anything yeah. so look don't give me any hassle over You need over to this. know numbers. I've got numbers. I've got numbers, baby. <laughs> and then I'll give you my betting numbers as well. Oh, mm. dude, he, he doesn't have a mind to keep counting that. No, Come on. he doesn't. That's true. But he probably does actually count. He has a, mind. <laughs> he has a mind like a steel trap, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Excuse me. Oh, I wanted to say the truck, the truck chase at the end is so good. One of my favorite car slash truck chases of the whole movie. It put Connor to sleep. I was enjoying it, but I was very tired at the same time. Because <laughs> I tried to show him it before the podcast. Yeah. We had just done a full day of work. Yeah. Because we worked together as well. Yeah. And I, I was like, it was, I was so relaxed and I was probably enjoying myself and I just started <laughs> I've seen your head. Your yeah, head literally did, did that. The drop. And the thing is, I'd open my eyes and go, man, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Bond knows how to drive an 18-wheeler. Yeah. If he wasn't an agent, he'd be a truck driver, and mm. he'd be a mighty fine truck driver at Indeed. that. Indeed, yes. Um, and there's a cool helicopter pilot. She's lovely. She is lovely. And She's she one of the Bond ass. girls, and yeah. she really kicks some ass. It, it just shows, you yeah. know, it's getting a bit more modern. True. Like, he doesn't just bed her. She actually kicks ass. And yeah. she's not, like... She helps him. Actually, yeah. that's it's a pity he didn't get to watch that movie because mm. she helps him in numerous stages during the this. movie. And I was like, oh, look, she's actually helping him. Mm-hmm. You know, the way usually in a Bond movie, the girl is like, I'll help you. And then she screws up and Bond still has to save her. They say in a rom-com, if you want to judge the quality of the female characters, do they talk about their relationships or the person they are interested in in the film. That's that's how you judge them. Or pregnancy or something or pre- like that. Yeah, you know, like exactly. they're either a mother or a love interest. Do they, do they talk about something other than women's issues, basically? You're either young enough to be the love interest or old enough to be a, a mother. Mother, Or exactly. wife, maybe. And the wife's getting in, in the way. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you judge the quality of these characters. And Bond yeah. is slowly but surely moving away from the fact... like. These people, the women in Bond are normally there to deliver exposition and kind of be a part of the plot. And it just shows you how much of an anchor a wife is. He was married for like a minute and then she's dead. Yeah, exactly. Right after he fucked those two women. Out of like 17 movies so far. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, uh, I think it's obvious, even from the small bit I've seen in ranking the Timothy Dalton ones, License to Kill, Living Daylights. 
Yeah, easily, honestly. And also, Timothy Dalton was supposed to return for a third movie. Sadly. So, mm. in 1989, they did License to Kill, which was the second one. Yeah. And 1991, it was scheduled for his third movie. Fuck. And it was in pre-production, and then a shit ton of lawsuits happened, and MGM was in a legal battle with this guy and that guy, and mm-hmm. it, it's very convoluted. I, I looked into it, and it's quite complicated. But in other words, like, it got... They were kind of stuck in development hell... And it was lawsuit after lawsuit. And then eventually, when it came back into production, where they were like, okay, we got everything sorted. It's back on track. Um, the producers contacted Timothy and he was like, yo, I'll actually, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. This was in 1993. And they were he was going to be in GoldenEye. Like, he was going to be the main star. But the problem was, it, by the time it was going to be made, it was going to be six years of a gap. And Timothy Dalton wanted to just do one more movie. His contract was for three movies. And he said, right, I'll come back. And literally he says in interviews, he's like, I want to take the best elements of both movies, combine them into one, and I'll do one final movie. And the producers were like, here, it's six years. We can't have you just doing one movie. We need you to do more than that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, right, you know, I understand that. I'm out. Okay. So it actually was kind of cool. They actually wanted him to come back. Yeah, that's And good. I liked even his his thought process was like, you know what, I don't want to commit to more than one movie. Yeah. So you guys, you're better off. It's been six years. Yeah. You know, move else. on. We are very excited. For Goldeneye. For Goldeneye. Now it's going to quickly become a labour. Yeah, very quickly. I, Pierce Brosnan, I, I imagine. It just takes a steep dip. All of a sudden. The quality, I all mean. All of a sudden, my memories of James Bond are they're fully formed They're things. like fully formed. Like I, I know what happens in Goldeneye. Yeah. Start to finish. You know what I mean? I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Me too. And only because now that we're at Pierce Brosnan, I know we're only one away from Daniel Craig. I know. And we're moving quicker now because yeah. there's only, there was two movies for Timothy Dalton. We only have four for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. yeah. We're getting close to Daniel Craig and I cannot wait to watch Casino Royale. Me too. I'm super hyped Golden for it. Goldeneye, I'm very hyped for it. So hyped. So hyped as well. Honestly, yeah. I, I I can't wait because it's been it's still been many years since I watched it. Me too. But yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. It's been a labor of love, I have to say. It I'm really en- has. I'm enjoying it more and more as we go. Yeah, I, I've it's an education in cinematic history. Yeah. It really is. And I've been enjoying it, even though there has been struggles. Yeah. Even the bad ones, like For Your Eyes Only and mm-hmm. The Living Daylights and all like yeah. that, I still, I love that I watched it. Me too. I like to say that, yeah, I've seen all of them. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to be happy when I say, yeah, I've seen them all. And consecutively as well. Like yeah. You literally did it the way it was supposed to be watched. Yeah, love it. Um, so we are going to watch Goldeneye. Yes. Well, we do too. We do too, yeah. We do too. Goldeneye and the next right. one is World Is Not Enough. Sure. It's it's one of them. Yeah. It could be The World's Not Enough. Will I get it up? Yeah, go on. Get it up because I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm willing to... I would. I, I think it's The World Is Not Enough, but it could be Tomorrow Never Dies. I just know the first and last, Goldeneye, Die Another Day, those, and then whatever's in between, it's interchangeable. Let me have a look. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't tune out. Please don't tune out. We're so thirsty for listeners. Yeah. Please don't tune out. Oh, my God. We have to scroll so far down. Oh, wait. It's on the side. Move down the Eon films there. There you go. Tomorrow Never Tomorrow Dies. Tomorrow Never Damn Dies. It. Come on, Connor. Ah. Wake up. Flip. I'm so embarrassed for you. I'm very embarrassed myself. Golden Eye and Tomorrow Never Dies. That's what we're watching this week. Yeah. Cannot uh, wait. Cannot wait. Come on, Pierce Brosnan. I will also watch License to A Kill. A local boy. A local boy, yes, yes. He's uh, he's an Irish fella. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lived 12 years in Ireland. That counts. 
Oh, I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah, we're taking it. Uh, will we move on to the coronavirus? Oh, yes. Will we? <laughs> yeah. Let's it's about time. <laughs> I was trying to be positive about it. I know, yeah. The coronavirus. The coronavirus. No, I'm just thinking about all these trailers that we still... Oh, sorry. Do you want to... <laughs> no, it's okay. What time are we at? What, <laughs> what time are we at? This will depend whether we talk about these trailers or not. for seven minutes. We're going to move on to the coronavirus, right. ladies and gentlemen. I'm Go take, take a piss. piss. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I do. Leave that in. <laughs> We're back. We are back. So listen, we want to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts. Before we get into all the coronavirus delays this and everything. It's still very fresh. Yeah, it's a very fresh rune. Coronavirus. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's 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 very disappointing, you it's, know. Extremely open right now, this wound. Yeah, like, honestly, it, I, it's it's going to get infected. It but is. It, it is infected by the fucking coronavirus. Yeah, it really hit close to home, and it was the first time during this whole virus thing where the two of us were like, "Fuck you, coronavirus!" And also, if you revert back to last week's episode, yeah. I'm there going, "Well, Ireland is like we're an island, yeah. and we're surrounded by water, so we're very unaffected yeah. by this." Yeah. yeah, this this country's gone to shit now. Yeah, in a week, this whole <laughs> yeah. country's gone to shit. Literally a week. Everyone's buying toilet paper because. They're all fucking idiots. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. Uh, anyway, we, for some reason, thanks to Ian's hard work and communication. And the podcast being extremely popular at the ex- moment. Extremely popular at the moment, which is good, even though we would like it to be more popular. More popular. Always. Tell your friends, please. Oh, should we like and subscribe right Like, now? subscribe, share. Check everyone else out, you know. Yeah, please do. If you enjoyed this episode, can you tell your friends? Because that really works. It and really we're works. we're trying to build a fan base here. Because we love doing this. My friends just told one of my friends to subscribe. And he just subscribed there a minute yeah. ago. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. If he watches this episode now, he's going to lose his mind. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll lose his mind. He better watch the episode Thank now. you, Nick. I appreciate it. Um. Anyway. I play poker too, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that, now, that is Thirsty. good. That is good. Um. All right. So... We what, what am I? What were we saying? Yes, Dublin Comic Con. So thanks to Ian's hard work, we got two press passes. Two press passes for Saturday at Dublin Comic Con. Dublin Comic Con, and there was some cool ass people there. There was, including the original, the real Robocop, Frank Weller. He was gonna be Peter there. Weller. Peter Weller. Oh I, my God, your press pass has been revoked. Damn it! I think of Frank Welker all the time. That's it. Optimus Prime. I Optimus com- Prime. Confused the two of them. Peter Weller. Yes. Peter I, Weller was gonna be there. There was many people there, but that was one for me where I was like, Oh my God. Me I, too. Because like the guy is not. The guy is still in loads of shit, and he also voiced Batman. Yeah, in the in one of the best animated DC movies, Dark Knight Returns, both parts. Parts one and two. He kills it. He ha- he delivers one of the my favorite lines in an animated movie. Which one is that? This what? isn't a mud pit. It's an <laughs> operating table, and I love how he says it. And I'm the surgeon. And he breaks his arm. Love so not it. only right were we gonna go to a Q and A with him. Yeah. But we were. This is great. So there was a Friday press night. Now we're new to all this press stuff. We are because we're kind of not press, but we kind air press yeah and um, so there was a press night on friday with all the celebrities that we didn't even know about yeah and we get an email with this wholehearted apology saying we're so sorry to inform the press that the friday press night which we didn't know about <laughs> is going to be cancelled but to make up for it could we please 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 offer you free tickets to go see robocop with Robocop. Eh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I was really looking forward to that Friday press You know night. what? I'll try to get over it, but yes, yes, please, we'll take oh, tickets. I have to look at my schedule, but I think I'm going to be free that day. It was a screening with Peter Weller presenting the movie. I don't, I wouldn't, 
be surprised if you did a little Q&A afterwards as yeah. well. That's usually what they do. Yeah. And we were like, fuck, yeah. We, we didn't know this press night existed. No. And we were like, we're going to have to come up with a good question to ask Peter Weller if it does, because we yeah. wanted to... Did the suit shave or something like that. <laughs> no, I would. I was thinking, my question that I... The only thing I think of, I didn't really think about it that deeply, mm-hmm. was when's the last time you actually sat down and watched this whole movie? Yeah. That, that, you see, that's an interesting one as well, because I know I love hearing actors talk about movies they watch. Like, for example, Jeff Bridges, he says whenever he sees The Big Lebowski on, he will always flick it on. And he's like, I'll wait till this scene because I love watching that scene. Mm. And every time, without fail, he ends up watching the whole movie. It's funny because then you hear other actors saying, I really just can't sit down Adam and watch Driver the movie. Adam has to walk out of premieres because he can't watch himself. I was so surprised that Johnny Depp said he couldn't watch himself because yeah. honestly, he just seems like an egomaniac. Maybe he's not all this... It, I actually thought he was too drunk on wine that he wouldn't care. He's yeah. just like, I'll fucking watch. Yeah. Maybe he has watched them. He doesn't even remember. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That could be Also, it. all the concussions he suffered from Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Bashing him with an iPhone. Yeah, exactly. No, he bashed her with an iPhone. She just used her fists. Oh, did she? Yeah, lovely. Fighting Heard. That's what they called her. <laughs> <laughs> she was a boxer by night, actress by day. But I, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I derailed this again. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, Dublin Comic Con. It was goddamn cancelled and you know it was it was the week of it was supposed to be this week yeah. and they left it to the last minute because they were now in fairness they were really trying to push on and eventually our government is is after getting really scared and everything's been shut down yeah and the impression we got was it was the government's idea to not put this on as opposed to the people running it yeah and I also like I respect the government saying that oh like, totally like I because there's going to be there was going to be thousands of people at this yeah actors were dropping out as well saying they didn't so, want to come yeah and now it's going to be rescheduled and we're just hoping we can still secure our press pass yeah. I hope it's still valid like we're still we've made the cut I yeah. hope that's the way it goes hope we don't have to pitch ourselves again I know cause yeah because I don't want that <laughs> they again might fall for it yeah, a second time I know exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no listen we really want to shout out Dublin Comic Con we'll probably like maybe attach their name on this yeah it would I, be. even if we could do we could probably tweet about it or put it on Instagram and say something just being like we really appreciate you giving us the opportunity and everything and, and we're, we can't wait I think it's going to be rescheduled for August yeah and if we do get the press passes again yeah. we will read oh I see Peter Weller probably won't be there yeah. and in my head I've just already made a memory yeah, of meeting. sitting there you, yeah. were, you told me right this is so bad but let me tell your story oh yeah you shut up I'm okay. going to tell you I'm going to tell you Connor's story I'll right now quiet. so we worked together yes and the day that it was cancelled Connor was telling me how the night before he was out with friends and he was gloating about they brought up Robocop and you're like oh if funny story about Robocop in fact I love how it actually naturally came up and you're like oh my god I have an opportunity I have an opportunity to yeah, gloat yeah. and you're like I'm gonna see Robocop with Robocop mm-hmm. and then a few minutes later yeah. I, I took a, a strategic trip to the bathroom because I got an email mm-hmm. and I read it and I just come back and my face is drooped I'm after aging like fu- I look 30 I looked I look, at him and I was like what what I Who did died? look middle aged and I'm yeah. like we died our hearts just died yeah. our comic con experience was just slayed put me in a really fucking bad mood you were so miserable yeah. I was miserable yeah. and then I felt I actually felt actually better because I seen how bad it was affecting you and I was yeah. like oh my god like yeah. he I was miserable yeah you really were you took it hard yeah yeah um but yeah, um, that, that that day lasted around four weeks, and that, and that happened in like the last two hours of the day. And, and oh my god, those two hours dragged. But oh. look, um, Dublin Comic Con, we really appreciated you giving us that boost. It was a little ego boost, and we really 
like it felt good. I have to say, like it felt really good that uh, especially because it seemed like you actually watched some of our stuff, maybe, and you actually thought, "Hey, these guys aren't—they're not too they're bad." They're valid. So, like heartfelt, genuinely, we're really appreciated, and we're sorry. We were so sorry to hear that it's cancelled. Yeah, but we can't wait to be there in August. Yeah, and let's get Peter Weller there. Yeah, yeah. Or I want to watch Robocop or Robocop. I know, I know, and. <laughs> Also, funny enough, we were also in, potentially invited, was it, to the premiere of The Mandalorian <laughs> episodes one and two in Ireland because Disney Plus is not launched. Oh, my God. You should see the email as yeah. well. We had a good laugh about this because yeah. we got an email saying, oh, you could be one of the lucky 750 people yeah. to attend the first screening of episode one of The Mandalorian in Ireland. Now, if you are going to Comic-Con yeah. and you haven't illegally watched the entire season of The Mandalorian, you should be beheaded. Yeah, why? How do? You, how can you call yourself a nerd or even attend Comic Con if you have not already watched all of the Mandalorian? Yeah, which we haven't, by the way, because that oh, would yeah, be illegal. We would never do that. However, we would never do that. Listen, if it's if weird we, that it was suggested when I put W in, it actually I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it comes up all the time. Anyway, I will say. Even though we haven't watched it illegally because that is wrong and people shouldn't do that, I would never do that. I have already paid for a year's subscription of Disney Plus, so I am uh, Disney. The second you came, I gave you money. Okay, yeah, true. So look, and I'm a be- I'm going to do it. Yeah, before it comes out. So listen, I I think my hands are clean on this one. Okay, your hands are clean. If you'd been here earlier, I would have given you money earlier. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So look, but you cannot release something like that. And expect us to sit on it. Especially when for like three... What, more than three months. It started in October, right? They would have been selling Baby Yoda toys at Comic-Con. And, and, they, and expect, like, they expect us to walk around and go... Well, I can't wait to see the first episode. Yeah, it's like, man, what is this thing? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't understand the relevance. It looks like Yoda, but why younger? Did, why does Yoda look so young? This is so weird. This is, I don't understand it, Oh, man. my God. I can't Maybe wait... Maybe that'll be explained? <laughs> Maybe. I can't wait to see uh, Taika Waititi in every episode. <laughs> yeah, IG-11. Yeah. Going around past around I bet this Mandalorian really likes droids yeah exactly. yeah anyway uh, um but hey comic con we loved you yeah we uh, loved you. we loved you and we're gonna love you again yeah um let's move on to more coronavirus coronavirus news fused yes news. so we're just gonna quickly rattle off a quick one Tom Hanks most beloved actor in- most beloved hey Coronavirus. What's Tom, what's Polly Shore up to? Yeah, what's Polly Shore up to? What's he doing right what's now? What's Justin Diamond up to? He's probably <laughs> writing another script for another porno. What's Tommy Wiseau <laughs> doing? Yeah, hard as a diamond or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, the most beloved. Do you know what? I think he was too kind to the coronavirus. That's true. But you I want to think he'll kill it with kindness as yeah. well. But yes, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Uh, His wife has been quarantined in isolation. Now, apparently their spirits are high, says Colin Hanks. It's, it's Tom Hanks. Of yeah. course, his, his spirits high. They're going to be fine, of course. But I just we just thought it was kind of funny that the, like, they could... The, the cron- most. It couldn't have been picked a more universally beloved actor than Tom Hanks. Did. Everyone's uncle. Yeah, exactly. The world's uncle. I don't know anyone who says they don't like Tom Hanks. And if you do, there's something wrong You're with you. You're a monster. You are a monster. You're a monster. And you should be beheaded. I'm beheading a lot of it's people. It's not even this. like he's too nice he's actually just a genuinely seems like a genuinely nice person he really does yeah. I, I'm convinced anyway yeah. if it's a ploy if he's actually like the Harvey Weinstein he succeeded oh my god he's he's a better actor than I even thought I don't even I feel like the I, I, like I no, don't no he's not he's not I he's don't not. even want to put the two hashtag of them justice in, for Harvey I don't even um, want to put the two of them in the same bracket you know what I mean no I know yeah. I, I feel dirty even mentioning yeah, it yeah yeah but um, 
Yeah, so Tom Hanks has the coronavirus, so that's... He, a, be, he better get over I it. I, I think he's going to kill it with kindness. But, he's uh, going to be like, hey, well, listen here, Corona. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from, yeah. but you know what? Me and my wife, you need... You need, need to back off there a little bit. Besides, he'd, be so, he'd be so politically correct about yeah. it. Besides, we got to get back to Andy's room. He's coming. <laughs> there you go. You are a toy. You are a child's plaything. <laughs> I used to say that to my youngest brother all the time because it would make him laugh. Whenever I oh, do yeah? it, I would just scream at him. You are a toy. I'm waiting until he's 13 and he's got an earring. And he's like, yeah. fuck off, Connor. Go away, Connor. You're not <laughs> cool anymore. I'm already not cool. Are that's you? A, really? It's already that, happened, has it? That's a secret cap. I'm always not cool. There you go. See? Yeah, I, I, like I, get, it, like I get it. I get it. Avengers 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, coronavirus. Song of the South. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. Let's just rattle off some of the movies. Like, So, Fast and Furious 9 yeah. has been rescheduled a year later. I think Universal are clever. Yeah. They can see. Now, this is what I see. So all the good dates for like next year are kind of already taken, and I think Universal are jumping ahead and going right. Okay, some people like the the box office is going to be fucked for the next you know six months. Yeah, easily. So we're gonna pick out a date before everyone else starts to reschedule all their stuff and go right. We're gonna do it a year later. It's coming out in April twenty twenty one. It was supposed to come out in May this year. Here's the thing. Universal, there's no real need for a schedule with this Fast and Furious movies. You know what I mean? It's going to make money. No, but it's still... It, yeah. You know what? It, they're not going to release it in January. Put it that way. No. And you don't want to put it next to something like a Star Wars or... Yeah. You know, where they're going to have to battle for, for an yeah. audience. No, but what I mean is Marvel have the... Funny enough, in a situation like this, they shot themselves in the foot. They have a release schedule. They have things coming out at a specific time. And they need to release them in a certain time frame for it to work. There's so many moving parts to yeah. the MCU and now add in TV series. TV series. Shang-Chi has been cancelled. Or not well, cancelled, sorry. Well, not cancelled, but production, production has been halted. halted. It just started, like, yeah. I think it's a week or two into production. I, now, I was actually... Here's a, an interesting thing about this night. I also, again. Richard E. Grant has joined the Loki cast as well. I'm just going to throw that quickly in there. because. And I think production is finished on that. Yeah. Um, uh, and Winter Soldier and Falcon has also stopped... Uh, production. So many things have been affected by yeah. this. But one thing that I want to say about Shang-Chi is it comes out February of next year. Yeah. So this production is tight. Yeah. Like they, they have around 11 months to mm -hmm. make this film. Which is a, an excellent amount of time. You can... Now, at the same time, like the likes of Star Wars, the first Star Wars had more than 11 months in post-production. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... You know what I mean? Yeah, but this is Shang-Chi. Like, And it's also... Marvel are such a well-oiled machine, mm -hmm. but yeah, it also gives them no wiggle room. Totally. So you have 11 months to make this movie, mm -hmm. and okay, people could go, well, you could push it back, but then do you push back everything else? Like, yes. they're, they're making three movies a year, and now they're making yeah. TV series, and these TV series are a big part of the MCU. Yeah. They're critical to the story. Totally. They're going to feed into other movies. It's like a Winter Soldier situation. Something could happen in Shang-Chi, and then all of a sudden that links into... I don't fucking know. Whatever TV series is coming out, yeah. you know? And then, like, a world-changing event happens in Shang-Chi. that happens, I'd be very, very surprised. But, you know what I mean? There is so many moving parts to this. Yeah. Like, there's so many release dates already. Mm -hmm. We think mm -hmm. the Black Widow is on the chopping block. Yeah, we think so, too. And look, we also think that Marvel are also so kind of stuck in their ways where they're like, did you nearly just pass out there or something? No. You kind of just went... Ugh. Oh, it just had a bit of a... <laughs> oh, I, I swallowed whatever. I don't know what it yeah. was. 
No, but we, my despair because of the Comic Con <laughs> Comic Con thing. Constellation. Trying to get over. Trying to get over. Yeah. No, but Shang Chi. We like Marvel are such like they're probably not going to be like you only have this much time now for post-production. They're going to be like, no, we're going to give you the 11 months you were promised. Yeah, this, this release date, though... Yeah, is gone. I, I don't know. I yeah. actually don't know. I don't think so. I yeah. actually think they're going to still try to make this movie happen. They're going to do their best. By February of next year. No. This is a, this is probably a 150 to $200 million movie. Yeah. And they just started filming it. Yeah. Like, Kevin Feige, even, like, even There's if... There's too many moving parts. Too many I don't know how they're going to... Like, yeah. If Black Widow gets pushed back, yeah, what happens? Like, where? Because the Eternals comes out later this year. Now I think yeah. that's safe. Yeah, that's solid. That's like around November. Mm-hmm. You know, by the way, could push it back to June, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Black Widow. Yeah, but I don't know. The final trailer came out for it, and it's the best trailer so far. It we both fun. agree. Yeah, it looks fun. Looks fun again, and. I'm Taskmaster looks so much cooler than he looks has in any other trailer. Extremely cool. I don't know what they did, but they did something new. It's just it, the character seems more colorful. Yeah, the, the mask has more detail. You, I don't know if you, you, they've either added that in post production or I just did not see that in the first film because we do just get licks of yeah. Taskmaster in the first. You know what it is? He has more character. Yeah. The character has more character in these, and it's I don't know more screen time as well. More screen time. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, uh, that's been pushed back. Also, uh, A Quiet Place 2 has been pushed back, which means you're screening. I had a double screening booked. I was going to see A Quiet Place Part 1 and 2, and A Quiet Place is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, if anyone's watched our last episode, yeah. we talked about Bond 25 and yeah. No Time to Die. That was pushed back by seven months. Mm-hmm. And MGM have supposedly spent around 30 to 50 million on their marketing yeah. already. But that's probably just the, the tip of the iceberg. They probably have around three times to four times that amount that they were willing to spend on marketing. Yeah. So it's not fully gone. A Quiet Place, I was reading about it, they've depleted their whole marketing budget. No oh, shit. So they're screwed. Yeah. So they've already spent all the money on their marketing because it comes out a week, but it was cancelled a week before it came out. Mm-hmm. That's Where at bad. least Bond, it was around five weeks. Ahead. Literally, Bond was cancelled just when they should ramp up all mm-hmm. the marketing. Yeah. And where they're, 50 million would turn into like 150 million. You know, mm-hmm. like they were just about to throw all that money at at their, at the marketing machine. Yeah. Where A Quiet Place had just done all that. But here's the thing. You actually can't release A Quiet Place because it is a cultural event. You know what I mean? Like A Quiet yeah. Place is... It's a it's it's a part of pop culture now. You know what I mean? I'm like, estimating it makes more than the first one, and the first one was a bona fide. Hit. It was a bona fide hit, yeah. And this will probably make more. So really, you can't risk people coming out to see it. And the, again, the movie won't do as well as it should. Yeah. So it's just a it's catch twenty two. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're gonna have to pump more money in it either way. You're either gonna lose more money at the end, or you're gonna have to pump more in and stand to make potentially a profit at the end. I'm or, so intrigued though to see. Yeah. Uh, what what will they do marketing wise yeah. because a lot of this stuff you know we don't even know mm. like you don't really know the background of of a movie like usually there's loads of investors when mm-hmm. like the budget is not just like there's sony just gives you 90 million you know yeah. make a movie there's investors there's there's um there's product placement there's mm-hmm. loads of things that factor into a marketing budget and a production budget yeah 
and you can't just go well we'll just throw another 15 million at it like yeah. you, you can't just do that you know yeah. way? like there's so many factors <laughs> there's so many elements to factor in mm-hmm. to why a quiet place can't just go well we'll just throw another 15 million at it mm-hmm. you know way? it's not how it works it's not how it works there's, there's investors there's all these investor meetings you always Bob Iger's always at some investors investor, meeting investor and con or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> yeah, it pretty know? much is every yeah. week so it, like I just think that's it's it's pretty sad that such an interesting cool movie yeah. is might be hindered you know like and also John uh, Krasinski just started to talk about part three mm-hmm. he's got ideas yeah. swirling around in that beautiful head of his and he wants to play Mr. Fantastic please please get your wife involved and he's just, open to direct it please please just do it direct it like a horror give do something it. new give me it now give, give me it anyway look I'm gonna go through my notes here oh well these must be old notes. These are from like 2018. They're it's, my notes as well. Yeah. I think. No, no. It just says here that New Mutants has been pushed back. <laughs> again. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, that's that's modern news as well. As well. Oh, it's been pushed back again, has it? So we had New Mutants. Then we were told we were going to get reshoots and get new New Mutants. Mm. Then we were told, no, we're getting old New Mutants. Yeah. And now we're not getting any mutants. Not getting any mutants. Been pushed back. It's delayed indefinitely. Hey, hey Antonio Banderas going to be in the sequel. <laughs> It's not going to happen. It's sequel. Not going to happen. New is this movie ever going to be released? The only reason this movie is still talked about is because there is meant to be an LGBTQ relationship in it. And also, I will say that I was in, very intrigued by the first trailer that came out around 15 years ago. Now, the new trailer looks kind of bad to me. I don't I don't like the look of it. It and looks, I, I hate to say it, Dark Phoenix-esque. To me, it looks like an episode of The Flash. Oh yeah, that too. Just effects-wise. Yeah. I'm like, why Why are they even doing all this? Like, yeah. why are they doing all this visual effects? It was it was sold to me mm-hmm. as this small, contained horror movie where mm-hmm. there was only these, these X-Men kind of kids, yeah. these mutated kids with all these special abilities and they're in a insane asylum mm-hmm. or whatever, or some experimental asylum where they're, yeah. they're experimenting on them. And I was like, and it's going to have horror influences. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that sounds cool. That sounds like nothing. And there's going to be gay people in it. God, sign me up! <laughs> I want it now. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's been in post production for like fifteen years, and it's never going to happen. Josh Boone, you poor man. Like, yeah. I, he's like, I've. He's probably made three films since since yeah, making that movie. Yeah. And yet, all I ever see in the headlines is Josh Boone's New Mutants. Josh Boone's New Mutants. Yeah. Josh Boone's New Mutants. Listen, um, the movie will get released eventually. Uh, yeah, it'll get released. Listen. Are you giving me a guarantee right now? I'm giving you a guarantee New Mutants will get released because I used to give a guarantee saying Dark Phoenix is going to come out and that New Mutants is going to be cancelled. Did Mar- uh, like did Dark Phoenix come out? That's I don't what know. I, I went to see it in the cinema, but, <laughs> but I felt like I seen nothing. There's a deficit in the budget, but it's just blank that's there. No plus whatsoever. Oh my god. I think it was a practical joke on, on Disney. You know, yeah. Fox just fucked them over. Well, look, New Mutants is... Um, Look, I said after Dark Phoenix, there's no way they release New Mutants. Like, that, that movie will die a death in some vault somewhere. But there's a push for it. It has the Marvel logo in front of it now. So, look, that movie's... It's it's a part of Marvel's thing now. So, that movie's coming out no matter what. Two words. Disney Plus. Oh, man. They could just release it on the same day. Yeah, that it was meant to. You would to. save money. You, you would. would actually save money. Honestly, it would do more for your platform. It really would. Yeah, people being like... The funny thing is, they're like, why would people sign up to our platform for New Mutants? They would for morbid curiosity. Yeah, and honestly, I want to I wanna see the movie. Me too. But I'm not excited for it. No. When it was originally... Do you know, 
Fox was in a really good, interesting place yeah. when it was originally uh, just advertised. When mm-hmm. it was announced, I was like, okay, they just made Logan. They made like a dystopian Western. Yeah. I was like, okay. And now we're going to do a horror. It was so different. Yeah. It, like Logan was so different. Logan is a movie and this is the one problem about... Yeah, like it's a great thing that Marvel now and Marvel and Disney now own the X Men franchise again. Yeah. But at the same time, they would never make a movie like Logan. You're never gonna see a Logan from them. And I don't think I I have this debate with my mates all the time. Mm. I don't think they're gonna make a Deadpool the way Deadpool was made originally. I you see the funny thing is they I, keep saying they're gonna. That would be the only one that they could do. Yeah. Because it is such. Deadpool is a franchise by itself. And it is such an established moneymaker that Disney can be like, we can sully our brand, yeah. a, a family-friendly brand, just a bit I'm still for not convinced Deadpool. Them. I want I it. I want that. No, like, me I, too. I so want that. But so, so what I was saying, though, is Fox were in a cool place where they were kind of... They were slightly moving away from the original X-Men plan, the whole shared universe. You know, Dark Phoenix was quietly being made in the background. It only cost mm-hmm. 200 million. What the fuck was going on there? But anyway, they were at... They made Logan. I was like, whoa... That was interesting. That was different. That yeah. was almost its own thing. It was like standalone. That made but, me cry. But not standalone, but it <laughs> yeah. was it was a standalone thing. A grown man left before Wolverine. Yeah. It's uh, things happened to him. Day. Yeah. And uh then then um they made Deadpool and I was like, Deadpool is so its own thing. Yeah. Breaks the fourth wall, it's hilarious, it's so alright. We get to see superhero taking cocaine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they announced uh New Mutants. And I was like Okay, this is new. This is fresh, and this, now look where we're at. I know we're in the shitter again. But look, Marvel just need time, and they'll spin it all around. Hopefully, we'll see how this phase Will four they? goes. I don't know. We'll see how phase four goes. Is there anything else we need to talk about? We've been going a long yeah, time. Yeah, coronavirus just fucked the whole movie industry as well as the entire world in general. I can't yeah. believe how much it's affected the movie industry at yeah. this point. It's it's. It's crazy. Ian's precious box office is going to be a nightmare for the next year, be, year and a half. It's, it's going to be no news. It's yeah. like, hey, another film made no money. Yeah. Because like, everyone's affected. This film's rated 100% Rotten Tomatoes. It's been seen by five people. I know. And <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh, the coronavirus has literally infected the film industry. Yeah. So, again, this will be a running theme, I imagine. Guess what else is cancelled? Yeah. Guess you what guessed else is cancelled? What happened to it? You guessed it. The coronavirus. Coronavirus. Again. Oh yeah, Stranger Things uh, season four also yeah. uh, halted production. You say coronavirus? Show me coronavirus. Are you hi- are you hyped for something? Yeah. Coronavirus fucked it up. Show me dragon. <laughs> oh, one. Okay, that's weird. Um, yeah. So skunk of the week is coronavirus again. We're gonna con- us, we're gonna continue us. to do that. Normally we'd be like, ah, we gave it to it last week, but it really killed us this week. It really did. It yeah. took a massive effect on the yeah. movie industry. And as long as it continues to kick us in the nuts in our personal lives and in our hobby lives of the movies, uh, we will continue to give it skunk. Thank God we have Goldeneye. Thank God we've Goldeneye. Yes, hunk of the week. We're gonna give to. Can we give it to Tom Hanks? Yeah, let's give it to Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. And Rita Wilson. Yeah, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Isn't that Root Wilson? Rita. Is it definitely Rita? Okay, no, you don't need to confirm it. It's I'm cool. going to check. Mrs. Hanks. Mrs. Hanks. No, she's credited as Rita Wilson. Okay. Rita Wilson. Okay. At Rita Hanks, Rita Wilson. Uh, you guys, uh, you're beloved by everyone. Literally everyone in the world cares that you have coronavirus. So, you know. Couldn't happen to the nicest people. Or most beloved, like, actor 
actress couple. Could, could we trade? Can, can, can Polly Shore just be a character? Can I love we just give she, it to Polly Shore? I love that you want Polly Shore. Stick him in a biodome. Well, see, I'm not sure. If, is Polly Shore still alive? I don't know. I don't know. Does His career is definitely not still if, alive. If you Googled him on Wikipedia, they go. If you Googled him on Wikipedia, if you Googled Nothing him, will come up. If you Googled him, it would Searching. say who? Searching who? <laughs> Did you mean Jersey Shore? No, Polly. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Anyway, sorry, Polly. I'm not. No. And I think that's it. <laughs> See you next week. If we're not dead from the coronavirus. See you next week. I don't know what ending we're going for here. There was a high energy start. And then a low energy it's end. Coronavirus, man. Yeah, coronavirus. And turning 40.